Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Jordan Paris Show. Coming at you with my still borderline uh, sick voice. I had a wicked case of the allergies over the past uh, couple of weeks, and and I've been holding off on recording something for uh, a little bit just because I've been waiting to get my voice back, and I'm I'm starting to get it back only slightly nasally at this point, but up until today, it's been a really annoying, like nasally voice. And I actually used a, instead of like some drugs to cure my allergies, actually some neti pot, N-E-T-I pot, highly recommend it. It's like pretty much just water going through your nose, cleaning out the pollen. Like you're putting a teapot to your nose and pouring it in. It's actually really cool if you haven't used it. If you struggle with allergies, get off the drugs. Highly recommend this neti pot. It's like the latest, greatest craze in Jordan Paris's world. Anyhow, some other life updates before I get on to the regularly scheduled programming of current affairs, politics, uh, some life updates. Yes, I number one, I bought a home. And so that's a really exciting thing. And so I'm also focused on uh, moving out of my current place this week. And, and I'll be uh, a little bit homeless for the next week or two while I wait for the home to be move-in ready. And uh, so I'll be living with my girlfriend. So borderline homeless, kind of homeless, kind of not. But yeah, along with the sick voice, not recording anything. I mean, I just haven't had the time to really record anything because searching for a home was a full-time job. And now my full-time job is like doing furniture, uh, furnishing the house, looking for things online, going to furniture stores. Uh, It's fun. I like doing it. But then also with my with my real full-time job, running Trend Up Media, my podcast production company, prospecting as much as I can. So with my focus being on buying this home and moving out, and you know, I'm going to have to focus on moving in again and storage units and and focusing on business, I just have let the political theater fall by the wayside. I haven't been as plugged into the political theater. I will say, though, just comment on a, a couple of things uh, number one, yes, it is. I'm coming more and more to see all of this, a lot of current affairs as political theater. It's almost like the WWE. And and this being political theater, a lot of what you're seeing, a lot of the day-to-day current affairs and happenings, and and this congressman said that, this congresswoman said that, this person did that. These are all, I'm coming to see these as just distractions. And there's something deeper, darker, more insidious brewing, happening beneath the surface that these distractions are very much taking attention away from and disguising from us. Perhaps more on that another time. But a couple of current affairs I will comment on. Rush Limbaugh dying in the past week, obviously very sad. And However, uh, seeing the reaction from these blue check marks on Twitter, these self-righteous blue check marks, it was it was just disgusting. Uh, the, the word I often use to describe many things that leftists do and say, disgusting. You know, rest in peace was trending on Twitter. And one person even just like just a, a pure a pure show of hatred. This it proved, as Jack Posobiec said, who by the way is an upcoming guest on the podcast, Jack Posobiec of One American News, uh, one of the best follows on Twitter ever. He's, he pointed out that today, with Rush Limbaugh dying, this 
this just proves that this is a hate movement through and through. And one person, a couple of days later, went and tried to justify their hatred of Rush Limbaugh with, quote, hate doesn't deserve honor, end quote. And it's just ironic. I mean, these people, these leftists, they're always projecting, as always, the rule holds true. Remember what I say. Whatever leftists accuse conservatives of is generally something that they're already guilty of themselves. They're just projecting. Just so funny that the party of progress and love, they're spewing this vile poison and hatred on the internet, not just when Rush Limbaugh dies, but every single day, vile hatred and poison. And all you have to do to see this is look on Twitter, see what's trending. Number one, you'll see that it never has a conservative slant ever under any circumstances. And number two, you click on any of the trending stories, it's always got this leftist point of view, and you'll see the self-righteous blue check marks underneath adding to the story uh, with this vile hatred and poison every single time, every single day, like clockwork. Really gross. And then the other, I guess, current affair that I'll comment on today is a uh, current affair in, in my life, not life update, but just some some mask stories from the past month or so. I've really been uh, testing, pushing the boundaries, testing the waters. And uh, I don't, my girlfriend and I, we don't put masks on. My friends and I, we don't put masks on when we, no matter where we go. And we have had some crazy run-ins the past few weeks I'll spare you with all the stories, but here's one just from yesterday. My girlfriend and I, we went to Chipotle in Naples, uh, Mercado, to be exact. And we walk in without our masks on, as always. And, you know, the the girl behind the counter, you know, some 20-year-old girl serving, like, working at Chipotle. She goes, can you guys put on your masks? And my girlfriend's like, oh, I have asthma. And I, you know, I just put, I, I started to put mine on because they said they can't serve us if we don't have masks and they don't have masks to give us. And luckily I brought one in. My girlfriend did not. And she said she had asthma. She doesn't, by the way. The girl behind the counter, she didn't care. And uh, I started ordering as my girlfriend was sitting there without her mask on next to me in the line. And uh, I'm allowed to order because I have a mask on. But when it came to her ordering, she wasn't allowed to order. And I was like, I, I literally said to the girl, I was like, are we really going to play this game? Are we really going to play this game? You're just going to have her stand next to me. She's going to say, oh, I want white rice. And then I'll, I'll turn to you and be like, oh, I want white rice. Like, I, it, it is so beyond stupid. Like, let me try. I'm going to try my best to paint the picture for you. It's like my girlfriend doesn't exist when we're in this Chipotle. She'll say to me out loud, everyone can hear it, white rice. And the person behind the counter, she'll pretend not to hear. And then I have to say, white rice. And then we're moving along. Okay, black beans. My girlfriend will say it out loud. Everyone can hear it. The person behind the counter can hear it. But it doesn't, it doesn't register because my girlfriend, remember, she doesn't exist when we're in Chipotle. And this happens every single time we go to Chipotle, by the way. Uh, and so I have to say black beans. And then it goes on and on and on. And then once we get past the meat part, we still got to get guac and lettuce and tomatoes and whatnot. Uh, I took my mask off because I was like, this is just so fucking stupid. And the next girl at this section of the line, she's like, okay, oh, can you put your mask on? And I said, 
wow, you guys are such cupcakes. So I I put my mask on because I'm just trying to eat. I'm just trying to order, man. I'm just trying to get my food. And so we finish at Chipotle. You know, we check out and, and then we go eat outside. But it was a brutal, brutal experience. Like, just let us live. I mean, I, but it makes me wonder why organizations like Chipotle from the top down, they don't have one, quote, bad, bad is subjective, but they don't have one bad apple, so to say. Every single time you go into a Chipotle, no matter where you are, even in Fort Myers and Naples, just a really conservative area, probably the highest concentration of people that don't wear masks in the United States, probably. And even in the Chipotle locations in these places, without fail, every time you go in, you will be asked to wear a mask. You cannot order without a mask. And they are always so firm with it and rude about it. But then, you know, afterwards, after Chipotle, we walked over to Kilwins and we're, we're in there and uh, I'm chatting it up with this guy who's from Jersey and we're bonding over that. And we're talking about one of the beaches we always go to and we're just bonding over that. And he's like, oh, you want to try this fudge and you want to try this free scent? Here, I'll give you some of these. And and uh, he's just being so cool. And we're not wearing, none of us are wearing masks in there. And what is, it's, it's really interesting. Like, what is the difference in a place like that? I mean, Kilwin's, Probably the same, similar amount of a number of locations across the U.S. Maybe not as big of a company, but similar in size. Why is it that a company like that, it's hit or miss? And why is Chipotle so firm under all circumstances? I don't know. I'm kind of wondering that maybe part of it, small part of it might have to do with the demographic of the person that works in Chipotle, because usually the type of person that works in Chipotle is like a 20, 21, 22-year-old miserable leftist girl in college who hates America. That's typically who works there. In Kilwins, when we walked in, it was you know a 16-year-old girl and 50-year-old guy. It was like dad and daughter working in there. Like I swear, like it was that kind of vibe. Like it was like a it was like a good vibe, good nice human to human vibe in there. Really a wholesome vibe. Uh, whereas Chipotle, absolutely not. It's a factory with robots, emotionless robots at that. And I'll share one more story. So I was in Sprouts with my friend, Nicholas. And so there's a person standing at the door, which there are in a lot of these grocery stores, especially Whole Foods. There's always a what I call a capo at the door who will uh, tell you to wear your mask on. And actually, one time there was a uh, Whole Foods Fort Myers. There's a for a few weeks, there was a police officer at the front door in there. What that police officer was there for, like, what? If you don't wear a mask, you're going to get charged with trespassing. Like, what's going to, what is going to happen? I'm really curious. I cannot confirm or deny whether that officer is still at the door in Whole Foods, Fort Myers, haven't been there in a while. But anyway, there, whether it's a police officer or just a regular Whole Foods employee, there's always a capo at the door ready to enforce. And at Sprouts, they're usually isn't one. But on this particular day, there was. My friend Nicholas and I, we're walking through and we make eye contact with the person at the door. He's uh, similar in age to us. And just the eye contact said all we needed to know. It was, I'm not going to tell you to put your mask on. You're cool. All good. And we knew that just by by looking. We, we communicated with our eyes. And so we walked through and then the person behind the counter at where the sushi and the sandwiches are and whatnot, 
he was like, do you guys have masks? And it's always, it's always the, it's a, the, the guys that, that say this, they're such betas, man. Betas is how you, you would describe it. And my friend Nicholas is like, no. And I just pretend to be very aloof. Like I'm just shopping. Oh, I'm looking at these muffins. I'm looking at things that I'm not even interested in. And then I'm just, I'm just pretending like I'm not hearing. I'm just shopping, blah, 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 whatever. So he goes and gets the guy behind the counter, like speed walking, going to get masks, like really speed walking, classic beta, beta walking. And uh, so he's, he's booking it to get these masks for us. Because he's really very concerned and uh, for our safety, our health and safety. I'm like halfway across the store at this point. Like I'm in a whole different aisle, but this is what my friend said happened. So he brings the mask to my friend Nicholas and Nicholas says, you can give it to me, but I'm not going to put it on. <laughs> but the guy, the employee, he's booking it to me now and on halfway to me. And I, I heard this, but halfway to me because I'm, I'm all the way like across the store. He turns around while speed walking and says, it's our policy to my friend Nicholas. Classic beta this guy is. He was really peeved. And so then, uh, yes, he gives me the mask and I'm, I'm standing there. And honestly, I'm high, actually. I got high for like the first time in three months, and which is a, always like a transformational learning journey for me. And I'm just standing there in shock, like in disbelief at what's happening. I was like, I'm standing there with mask in hand, like this, this is not happening right now. And we get outside. <laughs> oh, well, before we walk outside, before we walk out of, out of Sprouts, um, we're going to check out. And this girl, this lady, Donna, probably 60 years old at the checkout counter, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, hey, because I've seen Donna before. I was like, oh, hey, Donna, how you, how you? How you doing? And she's like, she's like, oh, great. How are you guys? And, and then without even letting us answer, she's like, next time, hey, guys, next time you come in here, make sure you put on a mask. Just like looks up real quick and then looks back down like a complete robot. It was, a, it was really bizarre the way she said it and the way she looked. It's like literally robotic. Uh, you look into their, these people's eyes and like there's no soul there. These are robots. And so, yes, we... Uh, we're just, my friend Nicholas and I are standing there again in disbelief, just looking at each other, not saying anything. And, uh, and then we check out, you know, no masks and all. And then we walk out and we get in the car and I'm telling him all the way to the car. I'm like, I have so many questions for you. I have so many questions. We got to talk about this. <laughs> and and I get in and I, I ask, okay, what conclusions can we draw from this? What did we learn? And he goes, Masks are a religion. And we both crack up laughing. It, it was a, a stunning realization that masks, yes, they are a religion. It is literally a religion. If you go back and listen to my episode with the gentleman named Tom Woods, jordanparis.com slash EP223 on why mask mandates and lockdowns don't work, we describe the COVID cult where the leaders are never wrong, evidence to the contrary does not matter, people outside the cult are to be ridiculed, they have propagandic phrases like follow the science and stay home, save lives, and new normal. This is a cult. This is a religion through and through. Masks are a religion. And now one more story, one more story. I didn't think I was going to get into this many mask stories, but oh my God, there's so many more. I, I could tell you so many Whole Foods ones. 
that are just brutal. <laughs> um, and, and we're becoming much more bold with this. I just don't care anymore. I'm done playing the game. I've been done playing the game. But okay, so in what's that place called? I was going to call it Pandora. Uh, definitely not Pandora, though. I, is that a diamond store? We were in Sephora, my girlfriend and I. She took me in there. And we go in with that, our masks on. And this uh, this girl, young, young-ish girl, she asked us to put our masks on. I said, nah, we're good. And we keep walking, just shopping. We're looking for face masks. Ironically, we're looking for, for masks, uh, but like, you know, the exfoliating masks, that's what we're looking for. I saw this particular capo go and tell on us. She reported us to a guy, presumably the store manager. And the store manager got wind of it, and he comes up to us and he's telling us that we need to wear masks. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but you know, we're we're just like standing there saying nothing. He got wind that we don't have masks on us. And so he went and got the masks. He went to go get us masks. And he comes back with the masks in like a in a basket with a handle on it. So picture picture a basket with a handle on it for the purpose of making it contactless. This guy is such a beta, the biggest beta I've ever seen in my life. If you just saw the way he walked, the way he talked, and the manner in which he brought these masks over, it was the most beta thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was really funny. And so we we put the masks on, and then he's like, oh, what you, is there anything I can help you with? Uh, what are you guys looking for? And my girlfriend goes, we're looking for masks. And I was like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, ironic. And my girlfriend didn't get it. But then we all shared a laugh at that once it hit all of us, once we, once it all got us. And then my girlfriend clarified, we're looking for face masks for, you know, the exfoliating ones, whatever. And uh, so we got our masks. We did our masks the next night. And uh, good time, good time. I enjoyed it. So those are my mask stories. I'll have probably more for you, some crazy ones to come in the future for sure as I continue to push the boundaries and challenge the the status quo, you know. And so, uh, yes, I'm looking forward to bringing you them here. And look, we've got some amazing guests coming up, shared with you one. I showed my, showed my hand a little bit with one of these guests, but many more where that came from on the books. And gosh, I forgot before I... Before we check out another, a whole nother like life thing too, a whole nother full-time job currently on my plate, why I've totally checked out and why I put out just a, a rerun last week is I'm giving my TED Talk finally on March 2nd after about a year's delay. I was supposed to give this talk on March 21st of 2020. We know what happened there in the beginning of March. And so I'm finally giving this talk. It's going to be in front of actually uh, the Turning Point USA chapter at University of Florida. So that's exciting. It's not going to be on location at the uh, at TEDx Wabash College with, you know, an audience of 400. But nevertheless, I'm grateful to still be giving the talk in front of an audience because that was actually not supposed to be the case. It was just supposed to be me and a camera person but I uh, pulled a couple of strings and got into uh, TEDx UF with the help of my girlfriend, actually, because she's part of the club. So thankfully, I'll be giving the talk to people and not to just a cameraman. 
It's going to make it a, a much better, more dynamic talk. I can't talk to a camera. It doesn't work. That's why I don't do video podcasts by myself. And now the last thing, I've uh, been reading this book called Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington uh, in, from 1905. And I tell you, this is one of the best books that I've ever read. It's going to go right up on my favorites shelf. I got it on Audible. So good. So many nuggets of timeless wisdom from Booker T. Washington, someone who grew up as a slave. So many nuggets that I had to get the physical copy as well. And right now I'm making my way through there, making some highlights, relocating some of my favorite parts and so that I can eventually share those timeless wisdom nuggets with you here on the podcast. Definitely want to do an episode about Booker T. Washington's Up From Slavery and just the the key lessons in there. Really good book. Recommend it. And on a final note, I will leave you with this great golden nugget actually from my father. I was in a panic, you know, around the time the Robin Hood drama was going on. I have my money in Robin Hood, unfortunately. And with everything going on with social media and most of my following being being on Marxist LinkedIn and these other platforms and my voice being silenced on TikTok. You guys know the story. You guys know what happened to me there. I was just in a panic. My father sent me a series of text messages that I'll share with you here. Hold steady. Don't panic. Use whatever you can. Stay under the radar. Organize outside of prying eyes and ears. That's what the founders did. Profit from their system the best you can. Life is a pendulum. Everything swings back. It's just a matter of when and at what cost. And I think that's something that we can all take. And this is certainly something, if you listen to my interview with Kristen Ruby a couple of weeks ago, that she was advocating for specifically on social media, staying under the radar there, being smart about it so that you don't get kicked off. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of business value Fortunately or unfortunately, there's a lot of business value to be had on these platforms. And if you get kicked off, that only hurts you. And so if we can profit from their system, then let's be smart about things and not be so brash and bold and get kicked off. We definitely, don't get me wrong, we need courage, we need boldness, but we need to be smart about when and where we do it as well. I will do it on here on the Jordan Paris show every single week. I will continue to do that. I will do that seemingly till the end of time. I don't have any problem doing it here, but it's in mine and our best interest for me to be smart on LinkedIn. If I lose my LinkedIn account, which I was very close to, then I'm going to be in a world of hurt, especially now with a mortgage to pay. And it certainly hurts my podcast as well. It certainly hurts my reach in an indirect way. And so we need to be we need to all be smart about this. I'll I'll read it again. Hold steady, don't panic, use whatever you can. Stay under the radar. Organize outside of prying eyes and ears because that's what the founders did. Profit from their system the best you can. Life is a pendulum. Everything swings back, just a matter of when and at what cost. That's all for the Jordan Paris show today. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Cheers. There you have it my friends. This has been another episode of the Jordan Paris show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a 
free community, a censor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com slash group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast, I'd love to help you out. jordanparis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.